When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? Have I not learned my lesson? Maybe I never will. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril, joined as always by my co-host Mark D, Mark Davison. How are you doing, mate? What's going on, Matty? How are you, mate? Yeah, well, right welcome, welcome, Saturday morning. Welcome to the show, and we uh, have a little bit of breaking news, I guess. Well, well when you guys hear on audio time, you already know about it, but Terrell Edmonds is signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a one-year deal. <laughs> that was very quick. You didn't try any of the Adam Schefter or <laughs> crap, like, you know, oh, and, you know, he's in talks with the Steelers for all this time, and he was a first-round draft, but he comes back on this deal. It's just Terrell Edmonds is signed, guys, $2.5 million. Love it. I'm, I love just, it. I'm glad it's over. It's, you know, well, I actually, I'm, technically, he hasn't signed it, though. Oh, let's hope he does because I'm glad it's like it's over. Like, there, you know, we got uh, brought into the Tyron Matthew train for a little bit. Like, yeah, we have to be so hyped about that. And I really was like, oh, we could bring in Matthew, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm I like how the the defense has come together now. He was like a missing piece, I guess. Yeah, we have our, we have pretty much have our eleven starters there. Um, so yeah, it's good to see things and then heading into the draft. It's it's like, well, you've got the one year deal for Terrell. Do you sign the do you sign a safety under him, and in what rounds do you sign a safety? But I think it's a good move, and it's it's good for both parties, for Terrell and for the Steelers, really. Yeah, I think it takes the pressure off having to draft a safety early. But I mean, there's it's, if if one of those guys like a Pete 
uh, is it Petrie, the guy from Baylor, you know, even Brisk is there in the second, you know, any of those sorts of guys with some of those safeties and there's good weight of value, like a Nick Cross, I think a lot of people have talked about. And I think he roomed with Mike Tomlin's son at Maryland. You know, there's a bunch of safeties. I talked about a new one that's popped onto my radar this week, a guy called Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. How's this, Mark? He's had like a four or five-year college career, uh, you know, not, not done nothing that great. And then last season had six interceptions and was like throwing himself wow. in the mix. Late bloomer. I love it, right? If, if, if that's what you – if you think the tape stick stacks up. So, yeah, I think for me, Terrell Edmonds, one year deal, I don't think it stops him going into the draft, but I think it's cool because it just takes the pressure off. And, you know, you, you talk about Pete, you know, Petrie out of Baylor. I heard a really interesting take this week that he's basically Tyron Matthew Light um obviously he's not experiencing the nfl but why would you spend all the money that on tyron matthew if you can go get that guy in the draft in like round three you know like well it's it's good for terrell edmonds i I think as well you know we didn't give him the fifth year option we gave him a chance to go out to the nfl and maybe sign with another team uh he's found a a a good one-year deal to be like well it's maybe a prove-it year deal for terrell and and maybe he can get a bigger contract after this year he had a pretty big year last year uh, I think he had like what two interceptions. I think I have like eighty, almost eighty tackles in twenty twenty one. So he had a pretty big year in twenty twenty one. So we'll be exciting to see what he can do um, on the field. And also having a one year contract, I you know some players will play up to that and play harder, right? You yeah. see in the NFL, NFL players sign the five year contract and they go missing straight after they get the hundred million dollars or guarantee or whatever. So it's a it's a good. I think it's a good move for this Pittsburgh Steelers defense to have him here, him there at, at safety with Minka again for this year, um, transitioning with, you know, Trubisky as well on offense. It's going to be a good move, I think, for this defense. And I will say it right now, and I might have said it before a few weeks ago, this will be a top 10. It has to be a top 10 defense, at least on paper. It's amazing on paper. So I'm excited this year for the defense. Yeah, and I mean, I always say this, like, when it comes to... I've said this for a couple of seasons now, and, and it might be getting old for those that listen. I do want to, before I actually go into that, I want to bring up that before it says, you know, certainly the best safety room miraculously dropped in 20 now. You know, wouldn't that just be the luck? But if it is, you take him, right? You get better exactly, in that room yeah. and sub packages and all the rest of it. And let Derwin, you know, play... how If Hamilton was the guy, let him play in a you know, doing James-style role, do stuff with sub-package linebackers with Terrell Edmonds or him. I, You know, I, I love it. I think that's fantastic. But, you know, going back to Terrell, like you've heard me say this a billion times, Mark, but, you know, if you look at pro football reference assign that AV or approximation value to players for each season, and it's a scaled metric against, you know, other people at the position, Basically, so it just gives you an idea of rating their season. So when Sue Steele's won Super Bowls or Big Ben throws 5,000 yards, he gets like a 15, 16, 17. Well, the average over the course of um, the first four years of a first-round draft pick at safety in the years of 2012 to 2019 was 5.773. Well, Terrell Edmonds in his four years, right, had an AV of 23. So he had six in every year and he had five in 2020. Now that means he's actually ahead of the curve for a first round drafted safety, despite all the crap that people give him about not being worthy of a first round pick. So to get that sort of a guy <clears throat> where he's sitting at two and a half million, where you're not over committing, but you give him a chance to prove himself. I love it. I think it's great. Well, I thought like last year was one of his best years too. I just look at the stats there too. He had uh, eight tackles for a loss in 2020 
yeah. one. So he's coming down into the box and he's stopping the run. So it's a good move. It's a good signing. And we can do so much now with the draft. We don't have to worry about, you know, maybe they, they you know, there was talks about trading up to get Hamilton or trading up to get another safety or, or see if one comes back. But I think it's a good move to have depth there too. Uh, and of course, you've got uh, Killer Brew now at safety. It feels like this Pittsburgh Steelers team in general has really put the, uh, the pieces of moves together so they can go into the draft fresh and do whatever they want to do. Really? That's what I see. Yeah, and that's the classic Steelers approach. I mean, and that's why people mock, like, mocking this up. Like, you know, even if you're the biggest Malik Willis fan, and I know that I'm clearly in the camp, I'm not going to hate it if they pick him, but I will if they move up. But I just, I sit there with the Malik Willis camp. I'm like, we literally can put so much more around a Mitch Trubisky, even Mason Rudolph, you know, should anything happen to Mitch Trubisky. You know, and I'm not saying they're not going to draft someone later in the draft. And there's a few guys that, quite frankly, I'm just interested in anyway later on in the draft. Um, but, like, you just sit there and you're like, why do we need to pigeonhole ourselves into a position here? Like, even D-line, right? Like, I was a big Devontae White sort of proponent. Now, obviously, there's some I, – I wasn't aware as – I knew that there was some potential character issues. I didn't realize how big they were. I also really like some of the stuff having had time to delve into Logan Hall out of Houston. Like, but D-line is something I'm interested in. It doesn't mean that, you know, I think they have to pick D-line. I just think the Steelers have now filled, as you just said there, that one spot that was gaping open. And now they've got, you know, and now they've got the opportunity to pick whoever they want. Like now, actually, I'll ask you a question. Do you need to draft a safety as much as you need to draft a wide receiver or even a tight end? Like I see the need for a second tight end over drafting a strong safety in the first three rounds. Just no, I think I think priority would be receiver over safety and hundred percent. Oh, receiver over tight end. Mm. No, nah, receiver over tight end. I think, but yeah, but but I mean, if you had if you had a you know, there's no consensus. There's definitely not a first round tight end, right? But if you have the best tight end, like a Trey McBride or a Greg Dulcich, or um, I'm trying to think of one of the other guys. Like if those guys are sitting there in round two or three and then the first four or five best safeties are off the board, you go get the tight end, right? Like the team, all I'm just saying is there's an opportunity. This team can now go get whoever they want. Well, I have a question for you, Matty. Is there, you know, in uh, other years or even last year, we had to get a running back, right? That's what we needed. Do the Steelers now, do they need any certain position for the first round pick on either side of the offense, on the offense or the defense? Do they have to be like, I, have to I think, get yeah, I, if the if the the run on offensive lineman, and I say that because there's some decent guards, decent tackles, there's guys that are going to switch spots. If a run happens on them and a run happens on quarterback, like where I'm saying three are drafted in the first in 18 picks, right? So a couple of picks before the Steelers, or even the or the first, let's say first 19. So before the Steelers, three quarterbacks are picked. This is the time to go pick a cornerback, right? Because you know, I'm hearing now Derek Stingley, you know, most people sort of saying he will go in the top 12. I, I don't like it. I don't think I, I don't think you can do one year of college. But if you've got like an Andrew Booth, you know, a McDuffie, um, a Gordon, you know, sitting there, even a um, – who's the other player I was thinking of? Any of those guys, basically, Andrew Booth, you get that cornerback. And I know everyone hates the Steelers drafting a first-round cornerback, but when are we going to be in the position again to draft one? And that's what I like about the 20th pick. Um, but equally, if you don't love someone, and I know everyone says the Steelers don't trade back, this is the draft to trade back that you know most most pundits and scouts are saying, 
there's 10 to 15 true first round players in this draft. And then there's 30 to maybe 40 best case, but there's 30 to 35 decent starters on the way to pick 60. My, in my mind, just get as many of those picks as you can. Well, that's the thing, though, because I think even with cornerback, we have Witherspoon. We have, like, a pretty good depth anyway. We have Wallace, and I don't think Joe Hayden They're all number there. twos, though. That's my problem. And no, are they ever the going to be number ones? That's what I'm saying. You draft a guy to be number one in a year or two's time. Yeah, but I don't, I don't really know because I don't really know if we do need to go and, like, what I was trying to say is do we need that number one position where we went out and got Terrell Edmonds where we needed a safety, and they, they went up and got Terrell Edmonds. Or yeah. last year, we, we went again and got running back because we needed that. I don't think on the defensive side, I don't think overly we need much now. I think we have a really good 11. I think, and, and with um, yeah. spurts of like uh, Trey Norwood and, and even Cameron Sutton in there too, right? I don't think but we doesn't have Doesn't it worry you that like most of those guys are like, you know, yes, they're not 30. They're like 24 to 28, but none of those guys is going to be a top 10 corner in the league. Not, not overly because Witherspoon improved last year and we know what uh, happened with Wallace too coming from the Bills and they're all young fellas too. I don't think they need to be number one. This whole also this whole notion of like who needs to be number one, number two. Uh, it's no, kind of, no. It kind of gets a bit like overdrawn because even. But I mean, like a lockdown. I just mean no. I know. I know what you mean, and I, and I like it. Like, and I agree with you. I think. We we I talk, how many times do we talk about it with wide receiver? Right. I was, that's what I was going to go into. We haven't had a lockdown cornerback uh, for a long time, maybe since Ike. Right. So it's still team mentality. I just like the way that this defense has been set for a killer Witherspoon. Uh, Sutton maybe in that in that slot role too, or and then uh, Wallace on the outside coming in from the Bills. But on the receiver side, you now have Boykin, Claypool, and Deontay, and whoever was whoever else we may get. Do we have a number one? I don't know. We haven't had we haven't had a number one from AB, so that term gets thrown out quite a bit. And there's a lot of pressure on that term number one, right? When I think in reality, this defense with Witherspoon and these blokes, and now Edmonds coming back, and Minka and Miles Jack and Watt. And the front front seven is amazing. I don't think we overly need to have like a lockdown corner. But if we do go and get a guy, like like Stingley, like you said, it's game over, mate. <laughs> it should be game over. We need to to have uh, that defense will be hopefully top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's a hard like it, look. It's it's really hard, and we don't know what they're going to do because of trades. I just don't <laughs> want don't want to see them trade up. I just don't want them to trade up. That's my thing. Well, I think they're making the moves where they don't need to trade up, uh, trade up right now. Honestly, on on both sides of the football, they fixed the O line with James Daniels and Mason Cole coming in. They signed Chukes to that deal. They have certain certain uh, positions moving around. You and I joked around last week about bringing back the uh, signing a running back to have a one two punch. That's a possibility still, mate. That, that, I did a, that intrigues I, I me. St- yeah, and and I told you before we went on air. I started trying to do, and then it stuffed up. So I got like sixty picks in, and then stuffed up. I started drafting for every team. Because <laughs> I heard a take. Oh, I heard a take this week that you know drafting for every team will give you a really realistic sense on how you feel right. about certain players if you are really into the draft. Well, I got to like pick. I picked. Um, ended up picking the second pick for Kansas City. I think I picked a running back because I thought that they could do something. And I didn't pick. I didn't pick Brees Hall, who's the, considered the number one right now. I watched him jump down the rankings. I picked Kenneth Walker with them. <clears throat> You know, I ended up picking um who did I give Brees? I gave Brees Hall a one-two punch with um oh I'm trying to remember who I gave him to now, but I gave him a one-two punch to someone. You know, some people say there'll be no running back drafted in round one. Some people say Buffalo really need one. Some people say, 
you know, Clyde Edwards Alaire, you know, isn't as good as the top two guys necessarily in this draft. Like, there's reason to draft a running back. Like, I still, if there's a really good running back there that they really love in round three, do it. Like, well, I reckon they may do it because they because we are now filling all the holes on the the, the, the defense side, um, where they can probably go, you know, best player available for for the defense and offense too. Like these guys can't cut it, man. Let's be honest, McFarland and uh, Snell. Show me something, and you've had your time to show me something. And and yeah, I, I think if you were to bring another running back, it would be it would be you know, it would help out Najee a lot. So, and we do have the addition now with Miles Boykin too. We didn't talk about that, but bringing him bringing him with the Steelers, it, it helps out this. Well, I out. love that. I don't know if you saw it in the Slack, but as soon as he got released, <laughs> I, I literally was in there saying they need to bring this guy, and I was the first one in BTSC to do it. Like I've liked him for a while. You know, I, I don't think he was used well with the Ravens. Um, you know, I'm not as into his special team ability in terms of I don't I don't necessarily know that side as deep. I think Jeffrey Benedict's article is now out on that, so that's great. Um, you know, I definitely go check that out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But, like, you look at a Boykin, like, I think he does go up and get it more than Claypool. I think that it turns out – I actually think – and Jeff talked about – I think they talked about in the preview yesterday – around, you know, does Boykin become a distraction or is he a positive motivator for Claypool? Sure, it's a positive motivator for Claypool yeah. because it's like, mate, we brought in a guy that's your spot size and not that far different to you in speed. You need <clears> to actually <throat> go up there and get the football. If it's if it's a distraction, you need to leave the team right now. That's, that's there's no way. It, it, no way it can be a distraction. Bringing in your mate from Notre Dame and then uh, someone you know who you can work, you can work with, um, I like Boykin too. I think he's done pretty well with the Ravens, but the Ravens never had a had a, had a QB, so never had Lamar. And by the way, the Ravens are on a six-game losing streak. Just wanted to bring that one up. Um, no, I like it. I like the idea of bringing him in. And you know what's funny too? Uh, a lot of these talks that we do with the, you know behind the school curtain and, and, and podcast, right? We're still forgetting that we have Mitchell Trubisky. We have a brand new quarterback, right? Like it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a brand new like kind of era or team. So bringing all these pieces in, and we still have Trubisky. He's growing on me, but if he can play well, we we are, we won't be number fourth in the AFC North. There's no way, Jose. No, um, we, no. if this we, team if is we, a contender team. If you if you like, I love how much done, like yeah. that that FanDuel one or whatever it was that had like Trubisky in there at fourteen. I, just, I, I didn't even read the article. I saw I saw the headline and I'm like, all right, good. You're just gonna help me win some money because I'm just gonna put even more money on the Steelers next year to win the AFC North. Like, thank you very much. I, I saw it too. There was yeah, there was no way that he's fourteen. I, I think it was Trevor Lawrence and uh, the other bloke, the Jets guy that was below him. Fair enough, but uh, I think I don't know. Derek Carr was up there. Ryan Tannehill was up there. It's it, look, people are counting us out already, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are making some moves on the defense and offense to put themselves in a the position to go really, really well in the draft. And I think we'll have a pretty good draft this year. We don't need. There's not too many needs that we need. Like, what do you think is overall? Like the number one need, like like you said, maybe cornerback, but I don't really know if there is a is it. What certain... I want, then yeah, and and I want to get into the expectations and the bold moves that we cooked up for today's show because I I know I've got a couple of spicy ones, um, but for me, like even when you say the word need, is the need in round one or can the need be addressed sometime else? Like I think they need to get another tackle option but I don't think they're going to be in a position to get one of the top guys in that first group. And then from there, it's a bit of a lottery. So I really don't see 
the need to get use the first two rounds worth of picks, maybe not even the third round of pick on a tackle. I think there's guys that look interesting late and look what we did with Dan Moore, right? Sure, if a guy a guy fell to us, or even if look, if Evan Neal slips past 10 and the Steelers aren't trading up for him, I know I just said don't trade up. Well, then we're we're silly because he could be he's the tackle for the next 10 years if you grab him, right? But like when I sit there and I look at it, I'm like, you know, you can get that guy that tackle later on. I do think they need another tackle option. That is a need, but it's not a need in round one. And so I think even the concept of what when we say what's a need, like you and I just talked about cornerback wide receiver. Exactly. They have to draft someone in those <laughs> positions, and they probably need to. Like, I did a mock draft yesterday with our mate Britsburg Owen in his Facebook group, and I put it up there. And I traded back in one round. Um, I traded back in the first round, uh, the second round, sorry, and I got an extra. No, the third round. I traded back four spots, and I got a pick 158. So I had an extra fifth round pick. I drafted two cornerbacks and two wide receivers after the third round because I wanted depth at those two positions. That's just what I believe they need, right? So it, yeah. just, it, it depends. Yeah, maybe this year there is no overall need for the draft like like last year with Najee. We all knew they go going running back number one. But, so. even, but even Najee last year, they drafted a guy that they thought was worthy of the first round pick. But if they mm. drafted a guy in the second round like a Javante Williams, right? We True. No one would have sat here and hated it, I don't think, no. really. Like... You know, I love Najee. I'm not saying we, we, you know, he was the wrong pick. I'm just saying, or if we pick Najee, at, like we traded up to pick him, at, like pick him at 34, right? So outside of the first round, wouldn't be hating on the pick. We needed a running back last year. And we needed a top quality running back. Whether we needed it in the first round, debatable. Well, did, but would he have been there after that? That's the thing. Didn't didn't the Pittsburgh Steelers go Najee then Muth straight away, like one two? The, that yeah. was running back Cotton, right? Yeah, and, and and we were like, "What? Who's that?" And then now, remember when I out. said, "Remember when I said when Freemuth was on the board at like, remember when he was on the board at forty? I said to you that 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 morning. I was yeah, like, I remember because you didn't you didn't tell me to put some coin on it. And I didn't make any money. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> no, nah, I'm I'm intrigued about this draft because I do think we have a you know the team looks it looks fresh, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, the mate, I already got twenty bets on. <laughs> oh yeah, put them all together. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, the, the team looks fresh. Um, we're heading out of the Big Ben era. Big Ben was great, but, you know, last two years, kind of like, what do you do? I, I'm keen to see what can happen on the offense for Trubisky, and I'm keen to see what this defense can now happen with now, the last puzzle piece being Edmund. So the draft is going to be a little bit, you know, I've always said to, oh, I said to you uh, before, right? The draft to me is like, it's so boring for like three hours, but you have to watch it. <laughs> it's like... It's it's just a, a weird dynamic. But I also, it's funny, right? So I know that we've got some colleagues in BTSC that, and I understand it, and I understand that approach, and I, I respect it, that don't like the draft until the players get picked for the Steelers. That's when they care. But I'm now, I've really enjoyed getting to know this draft class, particularly because there's not this like top echelon of guys. There's like, you know, 10 to, there's 10 to 15 guys that are going to get taken because you know, there's not quality of their position or, you know, their, their potential. They're not like bona fide, you know, necessarily round one starters from every single team. There's not a consensus group of players. But I've enjoyed getting to know this draft class because of that reason. So I'm kind of excited for draft day just to see where certain guys go. And, you know, they might be Pittsburgh Steelers in the future. Like Steelers are interested in Boykin. Steelers are interested in Minka exactly, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Steelers are interested in Carl Joseph. Steelers are interested in Joe Hayden, you know, all through the drafts, and then ended up as Steelers. So for me, I've gotten really, I've had such a good time getting to know this draft class. It's like I'm a, 
you know, a mate of theirs almost in a way that like, I want them to get drafted and I'm really excited to see what they can do. And, you know, when I do the War Room podcast, you know, the, the other one I do for BTSC, in season, I look at rookies of other teams and I and so I preview the rookies we're going up against and I review the rookies um, on our side and what they've been doing through the season. So if you don't listen to that show, maybe that interests you now going into the season. Well, I'm really excited this year because this is the first year I've had where I, you know, that was my first year in season doing War Room. And so this season, I've I got to know these rookies so well. I'm actually looking forward to the season and talking about us versus the the different rookies of opposing teams. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited, actually, just for the well, general draft. The the funny thing is, though, like every year, it's no it's no real surprise for the number one, right? And that's, like, I kind of get over the name. Like, is it what, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence last year got over the name. And who's the bloke now? Uh, Adrian Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. I think, I, think, I think Trayvon Walker. I think Trayvon Walker's going one. Really? Well, they, so pretty much 99% of mock drafts, right, are going that bloke, eh? The, yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know, I think, yeah, that, that's, to me, for the first guy or the first three guys, there's no surprise. Like, there's no like, oh, well, like, like they all knew they were going Matt Stafford right back in the day, you know? There's no yeah. surprise. So it's more fun, like, once you get through the first, like, three or four or five picks, get to six, seven, eight, then it starts to be fun because you're like, you know the guys, we don't know where they're going to go exactly. And then going into like even our pick at 20, you don't know who the Steelers are going to choose. Like this year, there's no way we have any idea. I'm sort of not even sure if, what, what, if I'll go offense or defense. I don't know. Well, and it'll depend on the run. It all depends on the run, as I was talking to you about off air before we went on. It depends on where the run happens. Is the run going to be on offensive linemen? Is the run going to be on, you know, cornerbacks? Is the run going to be on quarterbacks? And by the run for quarterbacks, we're talking three or four. Is the run going to be wide receivers? Like that, they're all the different things that you've got to think about. But I, I, obviously, the title of today's show was expectations and bold moves. We'll save the juicy, the bold moves, the fun stuff to to close out the show. But um, and you know, and obviously, everyone throwing your questions or your comments into the live chat for those listening live to us on YouTube or Facebook. But do you have any expectations of the Steelers for this draft? You know, it's not more or less for the Steelers, but it's more or less for the Steelers fans. I just want to say to everyone uh, around the world who is listening to BTSC. Do not get your hopes up. Like, don't get too attached to these players. That's why, like, I the number one reason why I don't follow the players is because I don't want to get my hopes up to them. Like, I, I've been on record that I want to see Jordan Davis, uh, you know, sign for the for the Steelers because I think it'd be fantastic and he's a massive unit. It'd just be fun to watch. But if we don't sign the player that you that we don't get, like, say for instance, if you are or high on Malik Willis and, and he goes, or say say he's sitting there at twenty, and the Steelers don't pick him up, don't worry about it. Like, you got to trust the organization. So yeah, don't don't freak out too much and think, oh, we didn't get that guy. We didn't get this guy. It all kind of works out in the end for the Steelers. So that, that would be my first point, really. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know. I agree with that. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there as someone that's happy to trade back, right? Like I I, I, I say that and that's, I haven't that, left that, that position, is that, is that, right? Is that fun though? It's not really fun. It's, it's like, you know, it's, not- <laughs> it's fun. It's way more fun. It's more picks oh. to get to enjoy. I'm not saying trade out of the first. I'm just saying oh. trade back. Like, <laughs> when you run a mock, when you run like enough mocks, like, you know, Buffalo trading up to get a really good cornerback and swapping with us. If you're not, like that after, after like sort of Stingley and McDuffie and, you know, a couple of those guys in Booth, you know, and well, basically anyone outside of Source Gardner is, up to the team and what they think of the fit, right? If if 
If Buffalo want to trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers for 20, with uh, trade their 25th pick and anything fourth round or above, you take that every day of the week. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. Right. Well, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Um, if you trade. That's I'm, what I'm, all I'm saying is so I, I, I agree with your take on, you know, Steeler fans just, you know, taking a chill pill and just basically <laughs> like go with the flow. No, but it's, it's kind of funny that you're so, re- you're so ready for day one. And if you trade back, imagine if you trade back out of out of day one. Like, I wouldn't. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd watch it. You know. <laughs> but, but but to me, maybe I'm just a draft nerd, right? But to me, yeah, that's yeah, really. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That's really <laughs> interesting, right? If you trade out of it, because then I want to see who goes. Because I know I've got multiple picks on day two and three. I've got picks that I can use to move up. I'm spending less at the positions as well. Like that's exciting to me. It's like okay. Now we're going to start to condense and see who's available. Like, I, I like that. Yeah, well, for me, being the super fan side, it's like, <laughs> well, you get all hyped up to who, who you're going to get on round one, and then you can't share it on Facebook. You can't do anything. And you're like, we'll have to wait till, wait till tomorrow. <laughs> like, see, like everyone, this is, why, this is why it's really good that Mark's born on Christmas Eve because he, he would have to wait to get the presents for Christmas Day. So oh, yeah. Because Mark's born on Christmas Eve, he can have presents on Christmas Eve, and he can have presents on Christmas. Eve. I know, I know nothing different than having my birthday on Christmas Eve and then Christmas the next day. But it's like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. If you draft, if you if you trade back, say if it's outside, right, outside the first, some part of you is like, it's so anti-climactic for the last like what three months. have been, you know, who's going to go at twenty? Who's going to go at twenty? And then they just trade not for me. I've been saying I'm happy to trade back, but yeah, I know it's climactic for everyone else. Everyone else, <laughs> it's just like, well, okay, well, we'll just wait another day. You know, it's a bit like the, the 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 buy situation a few years ago where they kept pushing the game back and around. I was like, oh, I just want to play the game, you know. But also, um, another thing I want to talk about too. I just kind of want to see this be done. I, I'm I'm really kind of over the draft speculation that goes on forever. Uh, and I know you've got a point that we're talking off air too, and it's really, I want you to bring it up if you can remember it. Um, but I'm just, I'm just kind of like, man, I'm ready which to see point, it. Which point was that one? About the free agency, how you want to have. Oh, uh, okay. All right, we better yeah. get into that because I want to get into these spicy takes. Okay. Right, so I saw a take this week that I was talking about with Mark off air about. I forgot who I saw it with. I listened <clears> to a lot of stuff. So, uh, you know, I just can't remember. Maybe it was NFL tape heads, which is part of the NFL network and special draft series they're doing, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. The The take is, should, oh my, I, I, I can't remember who said it, but the take is, should the NFL move to a situation like in the NBA where you have the draft before you have free agency? And when you think about it, and, you know, everyone will say, oh, well, that's not in the collective bargaining agreement. Well, that's, it's probably actually beneficial to the veteran players who would vote against, who most people would say would vote against it because it actually would push a lot of pricing up. But you sort of, would the draft be better and we wouldn't have to go through this four-month, you know, crazy hype train kind of thing? If we did do the draft, you know, um, a bit earlier, we did do it before free agency, you know, teams can actually look at need and then go out there, you know, and, and get the free agents to fill the gaps. And because ultimately the product on the field at the end of the day is going to be so much better when the season starts because teams will actually be able to fill needs. You know, it's not, uh, it maybe gives more respect to contracts. Instead of Debo Samuel going, oh, I don't want to be used this way. It's like, 
well, you know, well, the 49ers can oh, cool, we'll just draft your replacement. Exactly. And then, yeah. You know, stuff here, right? <laughs> so respect respect the contracts a bit more. Um, it also for all the fans that don't have a team in the Super Bowl, imagine if we started some of this draft process toward the end of the season while the playoffs are going. Now, I know we talk about the business that is the NFL and, you know, they announced the schedule is going to come out less than a week after the draft finishes and, or a week exactly after. You know, the NFL is a business and always making hype and money. But when I think about hype and money, I think about the best product on the field. And imagine the craziness of free agency. Also, like a franchise tag. You're franchising tagging someone very early on, and yes, you can rescind the tag, but wouldn't it be better to tag someone when you don't have the need and then maybe the tag's worth more to the player? I don't know. Like when I heard the take, I had a really good thought. I started thinking about it and I was like, it actually could be really cool if they if they did eventually change. Now, I'm not, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but I, I would wonder what it would be like if they did move that around. Well, it'd be interesting what you just said. So, you know, Debo Samuel's going around the league now and like, you know, I've, I've said like 30, 31 teams looking for him or 10 teams looking for him. But if you had to, well, you know, hey, Debo, you want to trade? Well, we've got a draft coming up and um, actually we can't we can't deal a contract with you just yet or whoever's or even Terrell, right? Uh, we're going to go to the draft first, get out, get our brand new player, our younger player, and then you can be second fiddle for the free agents. Now, also, do you think that would affect the, the free agent contracts that are always so massive? Would they be getting no. less or? No, I'm going to get more. I mean, look, we already get the second round of free agency anyway after the draft, right? Right, that's but, true. But let's say let's say the team in front of you, and, and this is the thing, will teams trade up as much in the draft? Who knows, right? But let's say, let's say you're the Carolina Panthers and you believe in Donald and you're hoping that a Conwu, Evan Neal or Charles Cross falls to you so you can upgrade your O-line and protect Donald, Right. If a couple of guys trade up or, you know, let's say people don't really, when it comes down to it, think that Aiden Hutchinson's worth the worth the first round pick. And for whatever reason, those three offensive linemen are off the board. Well, then you could go into the, the free agency and you could go sign Teron Armstead for probably three, four, five more million maybe than what he actually ended up signing for, right? So I, I actually think it will help contracts. Like what if we didn't get, um, you know, Kyle Hamilton, you know, we don't like Daxton Hill. We don't get Jaquan Brisker. Um, and then and we we haven't filled the role, obviously, in this in this world, Terrell Edmonds wouldn't have signed yet. Then maybe maybe Terrell would be saying to us when we give him a call, guys, it's not two and a half million, it's uh 4.2 million. Thanks very much. I uh, I think it'd be an interesting interesting take anyway to change it up, but they won't change it up. The NFL no, they, <laughs> they, they won't. <laughs> we just that, that's a that, uh, yeah, that's sort of an interesting one. But going back to your expectations, I got I got a couple that I wanted to list off for you, Mark, and I wanted to get your hot take, like your hot. Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> All right, mate, I'm ready. I'm gonna give you the th- I'm gonna give you the um, three of them, right? Oh, oh boy, the Steelers draft an edge in the first five rounds. Right, and that includes like if they have to to like trade back in, like to get it. Yeah, so like for for outside linebacker depth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah, five rounds. First they four norm- rounds. They normally do it anyway. They normally yeah. do something like that. That first five, I, I yeah, I agree with that. Steelers. These are my expectations, right? Oh, okay. Oh, not my bold, not my bold <laughs> gambles. I think the Steelers will draft a player from Penn State in this draft. The Steelers will not end draft day. Even if it's an undrafted free agent, the Steelers will not end the draft process without Mate. having a player from Penn State. 
I, I agree with you 100% because I don't know any players from, from Penn State. All I know is they got a, they got a blue uniform, so I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, only, I, I'm saying it because you look at it, the Steelers have drafted out of Penn State almost more than any other university. It's like almost equivalent to Ohio State. And they've drafted very recently a lot of players. <laughs> and I just think, you know, you've got Brisky, you've got Dotson, um, the wide receiver, you've got Harris, the linebacker, um, sorry, Brooks, the linebacker, you've got Luketa, the outside linebacker. Like there's heaps of like, heaps of guys from Penn State. So. Who's that That college that Mike Tomlin loves that he gets like all the players from? Maryland. Is it, is that, yeah, is it Maryland? Maryland. Yeah, his uh, kid's yeah. there. Yeah. Right, he gets all, yeah, right, okay. Well, there's guys there. There's a tight end, starts with an O, his last name. You've got, you know, Nick Cross. You've, you've got, yeah, there's a bunch of different guys out of Maryland as well. But um, Maryland, they don't have as many as you think. They've only just recently decided that, which kind of coincides oh, okay. with his son kind of thing. <laughs> when, can, when can he sign his son? When's his son eligible? I think his son's eligible after next year. Oh, you've got to do it, right? I, I, just do it. I don't care. Sign your son. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. What's his son's name? It. I don't even know his first name. Ah, uh, it starts with an M. Um, Tomlin. Uh, Do you know what he plays position? Yeah, he played a bit of. I think he plays wide. I think he played a bit of wide receiver. Oh, Dino, Dino, that's the one. I think he plays wide receiver, and then he converted to um, cornerback. I think. Oh, you know what? Oh, no, no, yeah, he's still wide receiver. No, still wide receiver. Still wide receiver. If I was a Baltimore Raven, Bengal, or Brown, I would sign him first round, one hundred percent, just to piss someone <laughs> off. Imagine the mind games you can get. I have your son on my team. Come on, the Browns could do that. Well, the team that for all the um, and like you know American listeners out there, the team that won our rugby league competition last year, their best player, like they're in the quarterback position yeah, 100%. in rugby league, Nathan Cleary, his father Ivan Cleary, who played when Ivan was play, he played for Mark and my team, but he coached them right, and they just signed another six year deal to be um, coach and you know captain. Yeah, fa- father and son together, and they both got you know <laughs> rock hard jaws of steel. You can't knock those dudes out. Mate, um, have you seen Nathan Cleary? His jaw's the biggest part of his body. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a it looks like it's made out of rock, mate. It's unbelievable. Um, no, I, I just think like, I'm just like, yeah, I don't give, I can't, I can't give the Browns the idea because if I was a manager, I would do that. I would go and sign the the head coach's uh, son to my team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how good a prospect he is though, but any, anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, so they're, they're my three expectations. I did have one which. I'm 50-50 on, but now it looks better. And it looks a lot better now that we've signed Edmonds. But I said the Steelers will draft an interior offensive lineman before they draft safety in order of the draft. Yeah, and they, they generally do that too, right, for depth as well. Over the last, yeah. you know, or seasons I've been watching, it's always like, it always felt like the first uh, round one or round two was a lineman. And when I'm, well, I guess I'm still learning the game now, but I'm not that inter- interested in the draft. But you're like, oh, that's boring. Give me like, a, uh, give me a receiver. Give me a running back. <laughs> That's you know, it. like it's like, oh, who's this guy? But they, but they help out the team one hundred percent. They're in the trenches. The O line is probably one of the most important parts of the of the team. The O line and D line. So I can see that. I, I agree with that too. All right. Well, do you want me to give you my bold moves, my gambles, or my punts, mate? Mate, just bring them all up. All right. These are the bold moves. I think that the Steelers are taking two cornerbacks in this draft. Two. Two. What? In the seven rounds, within the seven rounds, and obviously they're going to focus really on getting guy that can protect the outside, and they they're going to get someone that can help them in the slot, or that they think can help them in the slot as well. Why do you say that we have are bringing in uh, two cornerbacks? I think they need the depth. Really? 
Do you not yeah. believe in the other blokes we just we just brought up before? No, I, be- I believe in some of those guys. I just think, look, it was just a gamble. I just, I, I think this a, it's a deep class. I, but I, anyway, I, that's that's what I have. Um, as I said these are gambles. Um, it'll be that, or it'll be two wide receivers. So it's like a, it's a double edge pick there. It's so like you're two, saying two you're saying two wide receivers. You don't believe in Isaiah Johnson, number thirty, no. right, uh, right cornerback, or. Uh, Lyndon Stevens, number 40. No, I don't. <laughs> um, That's crazy. My next gamble, I think the Steelers will trade back into the draft somewhere in the first five rounds using a future pick. Like they okay. did with Loudermilk last year. That that big gap right. that they've got between like pick 138 and what is it, like 213 or something. Yeah, they, there's they no, no rounds. No round six, right? I don't think. I'm pretty sure there's no round six. Yeah, yeah. They need a pick there. But we have two round sevens really close together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the other bold pick I had, the Steelers trade a current player on the roster for a draft pick in this draft. So if they don't trade back in, they don't trade back in with a future pick, they trade a current player. Who are they trading? I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) Come on. Far out, dude. Um, that's they're, just, they're just some bold things that I just... I, I'd see yeah, I know, but they sound like drafting two cor- cornerbacks is... And that could also be part of that uh, trading one of your players as well. Maybe. Man, I, I don't really have anything... If someone offered like you that. a third round... If someone offered you a third round pick for Cam Sutton, I don't think it's smart with the cap hit. Uh, Would you take it? I think you'd take it. Yeah, see ya. Get someone new, someone new and exciting, like someone. He was drafting third round, right? I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I'm not saying draft. I'm not saying trade Sutton. I really like Sutton, but what I'm saying is, it's good for the team. But them. you kind of know what Sutton is, and it's always kind of exciting to get the new player or the new new guy that fits the system too. So, um, yeah, I, uh, it's when is the last time the Steelers have done that? I can't remember. They've traded a player. Jeez, oh, I'd have to. Sorry, get, that's, <laughs> a great, that's a great question. Jeez. During the draft, they don't really do that because because they follow yeah. the process and st- stability, and I like it. They follow the process of, you know, you want to fill needs in the draft, not look for the guy that has to start. But all the things we're hearing, right? If 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 someone goes out and, and actually goes and gets Devo before the draft, and someone really likes Deontay, I don't think they're going to trade Deontay. But if you can't tell me now you've got Boykin if someone offered you anything third plus for Claypool, you wouldn't take it. Well, you know my thoughts on Claypool, mate. He needs to step up. So I'd be very happy to say, see you later, Claypool. He's only only on a four-year deal. So this is third season. If This is like make it or break it, right? But if you can go out and get one of these really good wide receivers, you know, on four years and renew it. like Claypool can do a TikTok on his way out, mate. He's he's fine. He can be dancing. Britsburg, you know, Britsburg's talking about trading right Mason. Everyone, a lot of people don't think there's a market there. You know, I, I would, I would say keep him unless they go a quarterback early on. But like, you know, if Carson Strong is falling to the fourth and the fifth, you know, I think he offers just as much as what Mason offers. In fact, he offers more. So, you know, I, I, I'm just saying, I I could see them trading a a player. But that, yeah. But and then the other gamble I had was that they definitely take a player, or I could see them continuing to dip in the well of Texas A&M and drafting a player from Texas A&M because they seem to like that well. And the guy that stands out to me is Michael Clemens, the edge rusher in like round five or six. 
You know, you know, my bold gamble would be would bring back yeah. another another star from Texas A&M. Johnny Manziel comes back to the team. <laughs> was he was he A&M? <laughs> he was. He, he He's was, trying to go he? back and coach. He's trying to go back and coach yeah. there. I See, I, I know things. You're going to bring him on draft day. Like, oh, we signed Johnny Manziel to a three-year deal. All right. I'll ask you a <laughs> tough question. I'll ask you the tough question. If Baker gets cut and he goes, Ooh. I want to come play at the Pittsburgh Steelers so I can, you know, I can, I can go against the Browns. I'll sign team-friendly deal. Do you do it? Well, I've, I've been thinking about this a, a fair bit. So, or part of me says, part of me says, no, you don't bring him in because he's not a very good player. Or you know, it just we've always disliked Baker for what he's done, and he's we've we've beaten him a few times, right? I don't like really like his ego. However, however, if he were to sign with the Steelers, I would straight away be like, let's go, Baker, go and go and look, just put Baker in versus the Browns twice and let Baker beat the Browns. Just do it. That's it. Because I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be funny for him to go out and beat the Browns. I don't even care if he plays like like three. Mate, that would be that would literally be Browns is the Browns. It or, or, there was there was one bloke on my channel said uh, the other day he's like, well, it could be a good idea to sign him because imagine if 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 say Baker wins the job like QB one or shares the job right, and he goes and wins a Super Bowl with the Steelers. It's it's icing on the cake, mate. You know, because they actually they did him pretty dirty. They really did. Like they really put him to like they don't want him now. It's just crazy what they're doing with him. So. Uh, if, if, they, if they, anyone likes Sam Howe, though, I don't. I, you can't hate on Baker. That's my thing. Like, I just, I don't. Yeah, well, we we develop a passion because we. He's on the other side. He's like our rival, right? But as soon as they put on the black and gold, and the, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I, I'm like, okay, we'll get around you because I've I said it for years, and you've known this from from the start. If if Big Ben had ego, right? If he was a, if he was a Packer, I wouldn't like Big Ben. There's no way. But it's no, like when a Steelers fans all the time go, oh, Philip Rivers is a crybaby, right? I've, I've heard this so much. If Philip Rivers had been drafted by the Steelers, Steelers fans would love, love Philip Rivers. Like, <laughs> love him. Like, to death. There'd be no, there'd be no like, you know, kid jokes. It'd be like people, like, you know, knitting scarves and, and shoes and stuff for the guy. Like, Mate. we would love Rivers. We love that, like, Southern accent he has. Like, we wouldn't rip on him. 100%. Yeah. The passion, the wearing on his sleeve. He would have won Super Bowls. Same like, with, like I don't even really, I don't like Rogers that much because he has a bit of an ego too, right? Um, where he's, oh, I own the Bears. Or even, for instance, Tom Brady. But if he were the Steeler, we'd love him. <laughs> you know, exactly. but if, if Baker comes in, um, he's got to prove it. He needs to win the job against Trubisky. And, I just, and, yeah, yeah. I just, know, but it would be funny. I don't think he's coming in, but I just want to. I just we hadn't we hadn't talked about it yet, so it's just imagine imagine if though if he was he won the starting job and then he he just he just bowled out like he had the best time. Had a really good defense behind him, and he, he used Najee better, used Muth. He he could sling it to Claypool, and he had a really good time and was winning games, and we won playoff games with him. It would Actually, be so funny. Actually, so why we're going to hate on the Browns, I want to bring up from Kathy Forward, right? And I'm bringing it up because it affects the Steelers. Does the fact there's been no news mean anything, Ari Watson? I've got to say something. If they do not suspend Deshaun Watson for the full season after everything that went on with Big Ben, after Ridley has not going to play for a year because he did a $1,500 bet, and I'm sorry, I get integrity of the game, mm -hmm. but... but Behavior, you know, the behavior that he's being accused of, you know, there's 22 civil suits. I know it's, you know, innocent until you're proven guilty, you know, but let, let's be let's be frank, it's disrepute at this point in time. 
You can't ban a player for 16 games and not ban Watson for 12 plus, if not the season. Like, I surely he's getting a ban. Maddie, I am not touching that with a 10 foot pole right now. <laughs> okay, I'm waiting. I'm just going to wait until we see what happens. Uh, I have my thoughts, but we're almost out of time. So, you know. <laughs> Baker, hey, Baker. Oh, boy. Oh, Baker. Oh, geez. Oh, classic. Um, classic, I, I, classic. Before, before we end, I just want to say one of my bold moves. It's not really a bold move, but I, I think the Steelers like have to go receiver uh, in the first round or second. Is that not, is that like it has to be, is that a given? What was that? Sorry. Oh, a receiver, a receiver drafted in the first round or the second round. Am I not? Is that surely? Maybe not. You reckon? Well, you I, I look at a guy like Tyquan Thornton, right? Out of Baylor, who I like despite the weight, right? I think with him, you know, I got him in some mocks, you've got to go and get him at third, third or fourth round. In other mocks, I got him at like in the sixth round, right? So, you know, I. You'd, you'd hope so, but, you know, Wondell Robinson could be there after we pick at three. Trade, I really like him. Go and get him. There's a couple of other guys. It depends. It goes back to that. Because I was going to say, I think cornerback is more of a need in those those first three, first three rounds, like you said there. But it all depends on that run in the first round. Because that the run that will happen on cornerback, on offensive tackle, um, and wide receiver, but more on wide receiver and cornerback, that's going to knock five to seven players off the board. And if that knocks five to seven players at that position off the board, then everyone shuffles up to get the, the next next best. Now, I think the gap between the top tackles and the, the, the that second tier of tackles is massive. And so I don't want them to touch that. I don't want them to touch tackle if they don't get one of the top guys, the top five guys until later in the draft. But when you're talking about cornerback and wide receiver, like, it's so it's so hard. You'd hope, you'd think at twenty, one of those guys is going to fall into our lap. You've got to think that. You know. I, I'm just kind of okay. I just want to see like if it's Trubisky at number one to have a you know a rookie receiver because it's kind of like flashy, right? You got the team, you know, the offense is there. So I think you have if you give him like a, a rookie guy, uh, it it kind of be fun to see them work together and see what can happen over the next, you know. Because even like a guy like Traylon Burks, right? Who I agree as more I've got to watch him, I'm like. I don't know, right? But you give him into a Matt Canada offense, right? You know, and you he's can do he's got the versatility like Debo, but he's not obviously not Debo. He's not proven. He's not that not like necessarily that quality, and probably not going to be that quality. If you give that guy to like a, a Mitchell Trubisky, like do some great things. Like the guy that I really like, in, pardon me, in the third round onwards, you might mean might even be there in the fourth round is Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. Now, I went to watch Alonte Taylor, who's a cornerback that I really love in rounds three and four out of Tennessee, who's just physical. I don't know if you've had much exposure to him, Mark, but if you look him up after the show, you will absolutely love this guy. Like, he's just a Marky D physical player. Uh, I, I know my guy, man. But it's, uh, he... But I was just going to say, like, when I was watching the tape and I watched the I watched the full defense <clears throat> defensive plays of Tennessee versus South Alabama, Tolbert is like, Tolbert is a freak, man. He's not getting nearly enough love. Like Tolbert in round three, bring it on. Like I've got one one more bold one more bold prediction. This is my bold prediction. The Steelers yeah. will draft Charleston Rambo receiver because the net, the jersey is awesome, and I will be buying a Rambo jersey. Fair enough. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't care if it's drafting in round seven. Get him. Go get him. I just want Dick of the Kicker. <laughs> <laughs>
Mate, he, oh. he will fill out the holy trinity, the holy trinity of Steelers, you know, crazy names. Dick Shiner, Buzz Nutter, <clears throat> and Dicker the Kicker. I mean, it's, you know. Mate, I think we're jumping the shark, Matty. End it. <laughs> and with that, that wraps up this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D as always. Go Steelers. Here we go. Let's go. When I know that it can never really be the same, how could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.